Welcome to another episode of my podcast called Feel Grateful. For those of you who are new here, I'm Sikeli Lala, your host, and I'm really glad that you could join us. I just wanted to say thank you so much for the massive support. Our community is growing and we now have listeners from nine different countries. Nine different countries. Now, it's only possible with each and every one of you that tune in and listen to my episodes and... Yeah, I just I just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you. It's uh it's really heartwarming and I do it for you. I do it for each and every one of you. I do it to hopefully encourage you to live better lives and for you to have a better day, for you to have a better week and it's just so great to see and know that our community is growing and it's just because of each and every one of you. I just wanted to say thank you again. And today I'm really thrilled to share 10 of my mindful habits that I utilize daily and this allows me to have a a structured, healthy, peaceful and happy life. Now each week you've been patient enough to listen to my story and my journey and now I just wanted to share some of my knowledge that I've learned over the years and I've adapted and created my own habit genre that works best for me. Now, before we touch on these 10 mindful habits, I just wanted to touch on common avoidance traits and behaviors that we consciously make each day. Now we do it often and it becomes second nature. We all try to avoid and escape difficult thoughts and situations, problems and even other people. Avoidance has become an unhealthy coping mechanism for lots of us, and it's not good for us at all. Our avoidance tendencies has negative health impacts on our minds, body, brain, and also the relationships that we have with other people. Now the importance of understanding what these avoidance habits are is for us to consciously identify what they are, know what they are, and effectively implement mindful habits to replace them. Now one of these things on the list is your electronic devices and checking your electronic devices in the morning. What happens in the morning is when you wake up, your body is releasing serotonin and cortisol to wake the body up. Now what happens is cortisol is your body's response to fear, risk and danger. It's the body's fight or flight response. Your brain is highly active and easily influenced at this time, right? And then what happens when you pick up your phone, your trigger responses is immediately influenced and reactive to what you see. It can immediately trigger emotions that you don't want to feel. When over time if you continue to do this, you get dopamine depletion over time this can lead to anxiety a lack of motivation and an unhealthy attachment to your electronic devices now connected to that which is number 2 is binge watching and scrolling videos or television series without true learning now what happens is the same as before is that dopamine gets flooded and you're programming your mind to the information that you're absorbing accessing the excessive viewing can lead to absent-mindedness memory loss the lack of brain activity and your activity on your body alone from watching long hours is detrimental to your heart body and brain it can lead to weight gain depression anxiety the lack of your own body positivity 
Sleeplessness is also a cause of excessive streaming and excessive binge watching. Okay, this also raises the risk of you getting heart disease and other health issues. And we just need to be conscious of these behaviors. The other thing as well, which is number three on the list, is your unhealthy food habits. Now, a lot of us tend to turn to food as a means of consoling ourselves to make us feel good about ourselves or as a reward system. You have unhealthy food habits and your reward system is to give your body loads of junk food, sugar, and you're pumping these into your body. It affects your gut health. And with your gut health being affected, it affects your brain. It also affects your mobility, your sleep. And for you to be able to have a clear, concise, and peace, peaceful mind. Having bad eating habits affects a whole lot of things in your body and brain. And these are some of the things that we also need to pay attention to because if it's affecting our body, if it's affecting our sleep, if it's affecting our daily habits and for us to have constructive days, it's something that we should seriously start considering whether or not we want to keep them in our life. Fourth on the list is drug and alcohol misuse. It is so bad for you. It is so bad for you. I just wanted to make this quite clear how bad this is for you. Your brain, your heart, your liver, your gut health gets affected. If you're one of those people that say, I'm just going to have a little bit of alcohol, the idea that you're just going to introduce something into your body at a certain time or once in a while, it affects your gut health. It affects the microbiomes in your stomach. And there's a close relationship between your gut and your brain. And what happens is you're just abusing your own body. It creates a lot of health issues. It creates anxiety, depression, mobility functions gets affected, your heart. This could lead to stroke, heart disease, a number of different, different health risks. Five on the list is excuses. If you start making excuses and you start believing the excuses, you just stop showing up for yourself. You stop showing up for other people. You stop showing up for functions. You stop showing up for work, dinner dates. It's not great. It also leads to last minute cancellations and repeated cancellations and doing this excessively will affect your relationship. Over time, you'll start to think why you are so isolated and why no one wants to hang out with you, which leads into number six, self-isolation. Now, I can see some people raising their eyebrows who know me quite intimately is that I am so big on self-isolation. I love self-isolation. And being in a place of solitude, I can reconnect with myself, rejuvenate. And some of my best work has come from self-isolation. My self-discoveries in life is in self-isolation. But that's me. That's me. It's not for everyone. I am a big believer that you shouldn't suffer in silence. If you're self-isolating and you're suffering in silence, it is so important for you to seek out support and help, reach out to people, and do not suffer in silence. When you self-isolate and you're not able to find the answers yourself without proper guidance, your untrained mind can take you to places you don't want to go. And trust me, I've been there. The anxiety, the depression, and the mental struggles the body health problems that come with that, the weight gain, the self-loathing, the self-degradation. Trust me, self-isolation, if you have not mastered the ability to be by yourself 
and you need help, please do reach out to somebody. It is so important for you to do this. Number seven um, on the list is externally being critical, hating or complaining. A lot of us do this. A lot of us do this. It's so easy to be a critic, right? It's so easy to be a critic, but it's so hard to look at yourself. When you criticize everything and everyone around you, sooner or later, it'll affect your relationships that you have. What happens is you're always, always seeing other people's faults, but not your own. And this can lead to loss of relationships. Eight, which is the opposite to self-isolation, is unhealthy attachments. When you make connections or relationships and rely on that for emotional support without usually offering any support back in return, now we tend to hold on to these relationships or we are in these relationships and it's not good for us. It will eventually affect your relationship that you have with people. And what happens is if you don't consciously notice this, the cycle will continue and the relationship habits or what you bring to those relationships will continue to happen over and over and over again without the realization that it's definitely just you. Now, we all want to avoid and escape and may feel good about this as a coping strategy from now and now and again. But in the long run, what is it doing for us? What toll does it take on us? Our brains, our minds, they start to get affected. Our health and our bodies get affected. The relationships that we have with people it is so important that we recognize these avoidance behaviors and start investing in ourselves and replacing them with mindful habits. Invest in ourselves in lots of different ways. Now, I've created what I call is a method that actively looks at behaviors or habits that I currently have in my life and I replace them with behaviors and habits that add value into my life, right? So we've looked at eight different avoidance habits. Now I'm going to introduce you to 10 mindful habits that I have. The important thing is when you want to try to actively make changes in your lives, it's to start with small steps. Trying to do things in a big way can lead to us making ourselves feel overwhelmed. And when that happens, we can also discourage ourselves from moving in a positive manner. The best way forward is to start small and start today. Now, how I like to keep these mindful, healthy habits in, in check is I make sure that I'm doing these things religiously every day. And if I tend to not do one of these, then I make a conscious effort to pay attention to it to the next day. We're, we're not perfect. We're all humans here. And we're all striving to work on ourselves to grow and be better human beings for ourselves and for the community that we live in. Now, the first on my mindful habits is meditation. I, now, it allows me to ground myself, process my thoughts. It reduces the stress that I feel. And it also allows me to find problem, the problems without even realizing it. You can refocus and clear your mind with meditation. Now, I practice three different forms of meditation. 
each to their own, whichever one you feel the most comfortable with, you can go ahead with that. I do know that the first time I tried meditation, it took a while and it took a long while for me to be able to just do meditation for 30 minutes to an hour a day. So even if you do about 30 seconds, that's 30 seconds more than you did yesterday. And it's just about starting. Exercise, I'm big on exercise, right? Body activity is so healthy for us. Moving around reduces inflammation. It's good for your body, your brain, and it also reduces health risk. Dopamine gets released in the body in the right way, and we all know what dopamine is. It's the body's own reward and happiness drug. Journaling is another thing. I do this after I meditate, and it allows me to bring my thoughts to page. Bringing structure to thoughts and placing emotions on paper, it also allows me to rationalize things better. Most of my podcast episodes come to life when I'm journaling straight after meditating. How amazing is that? Now you're diet. I'm guilty of this as well because sometimes I do tend to fault on this. I'm working on myself like every one of us. We do work on ourselves. Now with exercise, diet is also important. Body is temple. And what we eat affects the way we feel. It affects our sleep. It affects our brain. Our gut health is so important for our body and our brain health. And that we need to be mindful for this. It also allows us to have healthier lives and reduce the health risks when our diet is in check. Getting enough rest, which is number five, and I'm really mindful for rest. I'm so mindful for rest. Over the last eight to 12 weeks, because my schedule has become quite crazy, I'm doing lots of things. I'm trying to fit in my daily schedule with the company that I represent and also the podcasts and also the content and the schedule gets quite hectic, right? But I also make it a point for me to make it a priority for me to get enough rest, right? And to have a productive day, it starts with getting enough rest. Without proper sleep, your brain and body does not have enough time to recover, repair, or rejuvenate. And I make sure that I get at least eight hours of sleep each day. It's so important. By 10 o'clock at night, I'm in bed, closing my eyes, wind down meditation before I sleep. And it's a religious, it's a religious practice. I would like you to urge, sorry, I would urge you to start looking into removing your devices from your bedroom or turning off any blue light an hour before sleeping to allow your body to start winding down and your brain to start getting ready for sleep. Now, the other thing that I mentioned in number five, which is also number six, is setting a schedule. It is so good for you to set a schedule. There's nothing wrong with it. Planning your day the night before allows you to follow through with necessary obligations and commitments, right? So every time I wake up and I'm gifted with a new day, I already know what I'm working on. I know what I'm working on, what the schedule is, and I get to it, and that's it. Being conscious of the first five things need to be paid attention to when I'm also setting my schedule. It's a priority. Number seven is checking on important people in my life. I do this every week. Sometimes if it's not daily, I do it every week. 
okay, everyone has their own thing going. And when I make time for people who are important in my life, I do let them know that they are important in my life. And it makes it special that despite everything that's going on and despite how crazy my schedule can get during the week, that I don't forget these people. My mom and my dad are at the top of this list. My mom is quite busy and she'll pick up. And if she doesn't, um, she leaves me a nice message. And it's always nice to be able to talk to these two important people in my life each week. Now, number eight is doing something that I love that doesn't cost me anything. I love hikes. I love rock climbing. And this is where my inspiration, my ideas, and my creativity spark to life. And when I do these things for myself, it's so rejuvenating for me as well. Number nine is finding truth in fact. There's nothing wrong with scrolling and watching things, not mindlessly, but if you're learning, you always should be a skeptic. Be wary of the information that you learn and the information that you see, because when you find truth behind them, you are learning and teaching yourself. You're finding truth behind the things that you see, and it allows you to understand things a little bit better, prove what you've learned, and also implement it consciously into your life, okay? So that's one of the things that you should do. Or um, It's one of the things that I do in my daily life is that when I do find something new, I always make sure to check the facts behind it and it just creates new learning. Number 10. Now, we are a community and it's so important for us to grow a community, create relationships with people who are growing with us. If your people around you are not growing and there's a lot of complaints, there's a lot of negativity, it can stifle your growth. I'm really particular with who I hang out with, who are around me, and I've consciously made these decisions over the last few years. And it's allowed me to have a positive growth, pick my community, pick my friends wisely, and who I allow into my life. You want to surround yourself with people who are growing, learning, and continuing to move forward. Ten years ago, what people think is the best time of their lives is certainly different to how we see it or how I see it. I am in the best place and in a healthy place in my life right now. And to see that some people are still in that mindset from years ago, it makes you wonder whether or not people are growing or moving forward. Now, we also need to be mindful of these as well. Now, I just wanted to add another extra one in there, which is also what the show is about. Being grateful. With gratitude, I can look at things I have and be thankful for what it is and what isn't. I create a gratitude checklist in the morning. And when I close my day, I also ask myself what went right in the day. It allows me to have peace, happiness, and it's intoxicating. I love doing these things daily and just allows me to have a peaceful, happy, and better life. As we end each episode and what I practice daily is with gratitude and after 563 takes on bringing this podcast to life, after the 564th 
attempt. Whew, a bit emotional. After the five hundred and fifth, after the five hundred and sixty fourth take, it brought this podcast to life. With each setback, we are closer to triumph, and I'm grateful that I can sit here and share with you my story, my journey, and my knowledge, and to help other people grow and live healthier lives. To live through the setbacks and learn to grow is such a gift to have another chance to continue. And I encourage each and every one of you to continue on, to live through the setbacks, to experience the emotions, and to know that you are closer and to feel accomplished because you are trying. Until next time, I wish every single one of you the best and be well.